0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there's known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt. The best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can also uh, follow the show, more importantly, at HEFpod. Follow the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. And also, remember, email address is Frankfurt at gmail.com. So, after a, lo, after a very uh, nice summer hiatus, Eintracht back in training and signings coming in, players going out as well, uh, we had the full panel ahead. Uh, in St. Louis, as always, is Nathan. Hello, Nathan.
1: Hey, Brian. What's happening?
0: I could ask you the same thing. Uh, what's been happening in St. Louis the last month or so? But I think anyone who listened to uh, the track beforehand uh, just needs to say, "Play it again, Gloria." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hell yeah!
0: <laughs> hey, we won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, no, no, not a big trophy or anything. You know, just something that even these huge hockey players. Can hardly lift. Well, they they can lift it no problem, but well, it's uh, difficult that's when you break a rib or two. Big, yeah, yeah, no kidding. It is having stood next to it. That is a big, freakishly big trophy, even bigger than the Deutsche Pokal, uh, Deutsche Polka, So, uh, okay. speaking of German things, uh, Roman is in Germany. Roman,
2: hello, hello, greetings from Bad Vilbel. <laughs> Not the good fiddle, I mean the bad fiddle, so. (laughs) What can you do?
0: (laughs) Uh, well, seeing as it is summertime, uh... Midwest of the United States, where myself and Nathan are located, is certainly hot. Germany, Roman, as you mentioned, is kind of uh, off air, is quite warm during this time of year. Eintracht doing their preseason training uh, in Europe as opposed to in the United States. Uh, I've done a little bit in Germany, done a little bit in Switzerland. You know, uh, three test matches in the books. We now have some other test matches that are kind of also competitive matches coming up. But, gentlemen, we've had quite a few players leave. We've had quite a few players come in. Let's talk about the, most, the biggest news uh, of recent times. Uh, that is Sebastian Allaire. This is Adieu to Eintracht after some uh, very successful stint. We will miss him. The big lumbering Frenchman who we got from Utrecht uh, for, at the time, I think that was a uh, record fee at uh, 10 million euros. Uh, now he's going to uh, London-based club West Ham uh, for was it three or four times the salary uh, he had at Eintracht? And uh, $40, 45000000 in the bank for us. Pretty much all up front. Uh, um, the dollar figures, the, the, the monetary point of view, can't lie that uh, we turned over our tidy profit. It's just going to be hard to replace him. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, mm-hmm. I'll let you kind of take first stab at uh, your summation of Sebastian Lea, the move, and the player himself.
1: Well, uh we all know the player himself, uh, so I won't go too much into that, but I you know, we've been talking about it forever that the th- the three at the top were uh had the potential of leaving and throughout the the course of last season it seemed to me to you know, the the balance of it was that Alaire probably going to leave and then between the two of the other two it kind of swung towards Jovich, which obviously happened. So, um I can't blame him for uh getting a paycheck. He certainly deserves it. He needs to um to earn it now at a, at a different club and um the way I see it between both him and Jovich and potentially Rabic, who knows, uh is that I mean, I I kick it. I I would like them to stay, but it going out on a high note. I think those two or those type caliber players will have nothing but good things to say about a club like this, um, so it kind of extends the web and gets p- other teams interested in in the club. So, um, and of course, the money. So, <laughs> hopefully, uh, good things, more good things are to come for for Frankfurt and for Allaire himself. Yeah, interesting. Um, so two things.
2: Um, I mean, everyone talked about it already about this. So I, it's a shame. I think it's the, the the player I would have preferred to stay the most of basically all of the, the whole squad, like the whole Buffalo uh, herd, so to say. Right. Um, and, and he's going to be very tough to replace. Um, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm happy that, that it kind of works out. You know, I mean, when you think about it, two years ago, we didn't know who this guy is. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, now we sold him for 50, 60 million and plus, hopefully you now that's gotta be interesting is when, if West Ham resells him, how big is our share gonna be of this, right? So mm. that could be, uh, and that would be really, that's what I wanna know, you know, is it like something like 10% or maybe also 20, you know, 20% like imagine, Haller again leaves for a hundred million, I don't know, from from uh, West Ham to, I don't know, Arsenal or wherever right. and boom, there we go. Another, Kitchen. another cash day. <laughs> So I'm happy about the cash um, that's, that's flowing into Frankfurt's part, but yeah, it's it's maybe a little bit too fast, you know. Like we, you, yeah. even Halaia, you know, he needed and Jovic, they needed a year to kind of like get going, uh, and we don't have anyone, so we have to buy now more expensive players um, um, to to kind of reason that. But on the other hand, now we have the money, right? Um, True. Uh, however, I, it's always dangerous. Now, ah, uh, when people have money, they make stupid mistakes you know so that's the the biggest problem but here i do fully trust in boobich um but you know what's actually what's the really good thing about it is uh this was international news you know it sounds very boring but like pr wise this was perfect you know mm-hmm. um it was all over the world you know i was when i was in ireland you know it wasn't the news even i sometimes read malaysian newspapers because i, I lived there for a while and it was even like in the Malay newspapers, you know, it was talking about Eintracht Frankfurt and it just says like, wow. you know, not only West Ham bought him, but also, you know, a little bit how he played in Frankfurt, you know, obviously they have to uh, um, uh, make the story uh, um, where he's from. So that kind of like made me proud, you know? So you're reading, you know, many people are going to read about this Eintracht Frankfurt team um, and hear about Eintracht Frankfurt. And uh, like PR wise, I think that's the perfect Thing And I actually did not even see that so much about Jovic when Jovic was uh, going to Real. So the premiership is just like in Asia, you know, just a total different thing. And I think we're going to get a lot of credit um, just by, by producing players like this, right? It sounds stupid, but yeah, now we just have to hope that, um, that uh, good old Bobic and Ben Manga that they will uh, come up with good solid replacements. You know, that's uh, what I think yeah. is the most important part.
0: I can only imagine that they will. Here's here's something that I had kind of been cognizant of. Now, uh, he has a French father and Ivorian mother, uh, so he could have played with Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast, in the most, this summer's uh, African Cup Nations that just, literally just concluded with. Uh, Algeria uh, taking the mm. crown there in Egypt. Oof, definitely wouldn't have wanted to be playing in Egypt in that sort of heat, but you know, uh, it's up to that entire continent to pick that. Um, something that had been cognizant in my mind was uh, he had played at various uh, youth levels for France, hasn't, uh, the last time he was uh, part of the French. Uh, international setup was the U21 side when he was still at Utrecht. Um, The French team, current world champions, has had a lot of attacking talent. Do you think that he is trying to still break into that team and figured, you know, with the European championships coming up next summer, that he thought, you know, I might not ever get a chance if I stay with Eintracht Maybe I can with West Ham. I don't know. It was something that like popped into my head, but I didn't give much credence to it. But I would think that that would be something that he... Because he had previously mentioned that he wanted, he wanted to challenge himself in the Premier League. But I was kind of always wondering if that would have been uh, something that would have kind of brought him in. Because, you know, in the lead-up to any tournament year... Uh you want to be playing, playing all the time and, you know, being in the right setup. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just hope they're prepared. Yeah. That's what we... And apparently they are. I mean, that's what they're saying, right? The, like, with Bobic, whatever you said, like, they're always prepared for every player to leave at any time, so to say, right? So they probably have a list. If player A leaves, this is the five uh, players we would be interesting in and then probably they'd have a ranking would we like to it would be interesting to know how like the setup works you know in these kind of clubs um, you yeah, maybe we should try to get an interview with some of these guys um, to find out that would be really interesting just the mechanics you know like how did, what's the style and um, yeah yeah but well, let's see. It's definitely, I think it's going to be an interesting week. Uh, hopefully, next week as soon as possible because we got to really start playing soon. You know, so
0: <laughs> yes, uh, we should kind of get right to it before we kind of get into some of the players who have been coming in because this news uh, came uh, just recently. Uh, Flora of uh, Estonia, they play in the capital of Tallinn uh that's eintracht's opposition in the second round uh, second qualifying round of the europa league Uh, eintracht will be away on july the twenty fifth august first the second leg uh, will be in germany Needless to say, uh, German teams have struggled before, but this is now a different sort of circumstances for the Europa League qualifying because uh, they now have everything separated. You know, the teams that fall out of the Champions League go into their own bracket in terms of trying to qualify into uh, the Europa League group phase and all the teams that are not reigning... uh, Domestic champions stay in this other half of the bracket. So it does, uh, if you want to look at it from a standpoint of an Estonian uh, club, it does cater itself way more towards, say, an Eintracht going through. Because they, if Cel- uh, Glasgow Celtic had not gotten through in their Champions League, they would have gone into the bracket with all these other small clubs. And in the previous incarnation, uh, they would have been lumped all together in one big pot, and you could have had, you know, two... you know, bigger name, two names facing off against each other and, you know, more no names facing off against each other. And this kind of keeps it so that, you know, the competition will have the best possible chance of having the most amount of names in it, which does help for Eintracht. Uh, Estonia, it's a long it's a long ways to go. I know the German national team was literally just playing there uh in June, but for Eintracht they have to be looking at this as Uh, almost extra test matches because, uh, let's be honest, the difference in quality the difference in money that these guys will assemble is a little bit different than the Eintracht, and I think this will be a good opportunity to test themselves by going into a foreign environment uh, in the lead-up to the Bundesliga season. Uh, Are you guys how? How? where's your excitement level? We're finally going to play in a competitive match now.
2: I can't wait. I can't wait. So actually, I'm a little bit happy about this thing. You know, starting early, you know, I don't mind. I think they're capable of doing it. You know, they should win this. Um, they have to win this, even if it would be a training a training match. Maybe they can kind of play it, you know, as a training match, you know, just with a, big, with a little bit more importance. But it's also going to help us, you know, see where we are, you know, see where we stand, you know, at an early stage. Um, especially with the team we have right now, um, yes, yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm I, I can't wait. It's uh, I'm, I hope I'm going to be there. I think I, I think I have tickets. I'm not 100% <laughs> uh, sure yet, but uh, I think I applied for tickets and I think I got them. I have to ask my fan club. So um, oh, cool. there you go. Will be will will be good. But it's going to be like yeah, it's going to be a good. Finally, soccer starts again. That is just the best thing. Even, like, the uh Liga, we talked about this in the pre-chat, right? I'm excited to watch uh, fo about play on Friday. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Finally, back to the
0: game. Exactly. Nathan, we've kind of been inundated with uh, the kind of American summer. Uh, the summer that was, uh, at least from a U.S. point, uh... uh the women kind of taking the title, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was quite entertaining in and of itself. Right. Well, that's kind of this because this was this news for Eintracht kind of broke out. Uh, Eintracht going to be taking over. Erste FFC Frankfurt, uh, former uh, Frauen Bundesliga champions, uh, are now going to be under the Eintracht name starting in the 2021 season. Uh, this kind of flew under the radar, but uh, some people found it interesting. Other people were just kind of like, oh, you know, not." I'm kind of excited at the fact that Eintracht's yeah. going to be uh, involving themselves in the women's game because of all the goodwill that has been kind of flowing in ever since uh, the Women's World Cup kicked off.
1: Right. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, We ha- I thought we had a women's soccer team?
0: We do. Uh, it's... I. The it's in the uh, presently in the third division right. of uh, the Germany uh, league setup. Uh, let's see. So it's a regional. Uh, it's regionalized at the third division level, and they got into the playoffs too. Uh, I think it was a year ago uh, to get promoted into the second division, uh, of which that hurdle they failed at forget who ended up uh, getting promoted but iron tracks women uh did not get in the same evics as successful of the most mm. recent season so
1: yeah it's i yeah. mean it's uh, i you know it's from a business perspective i think it's a good sound decision uh, it's it's a money maker uh in in germany um and support well supported so all, and I assume that they're going to merge the teams or whatever, right?
0: Yeah, that seems yeah, yeah, yeah. to be everything that's kind of been pointed to it. But here's a – now this uh, – Nathan, I think you and I uh, being raised with American sport, you know, you're know, you kind of used to someone taking over a name, teens, moving, and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's kind of old, scenes to us, old hat. Roman, uh, is this – This is not something that, like, I mean, this isn't something that you usually kind of hear about. This seems kind of like some, this seems like the kind of shenanigans that uh, you might hear from, you know, the old Eastern Europe in terms of (laughs) kind of weird stuff that would go on. I mean, um, if you were, say, a um, uh, a paying member, say, of FSA, uh, Frankfurt, you know, are you happy with this move? Are you thinking, hey, how dare you take over our club? You have your own club.
2: No, I think like that they are a little bit in trouble uh, because, I mean, they used to be very big, right? So FFC exactly. Frankfurt used to be a gigantic game. Where they w- would win the Champions League and with Birgit Prince, you know, like the best players almost of the world, I would say, uh, okay, American women are like, uh, but within Europe, right? Like uh, FFC was like the dominating women's uh, team. And... Uh, mm-hmm. But they kind of totally lost that when Bundesliga teams uh, started to take more care of their women's team, you know, because obviously for an FC Bayern, you know, what is 2 million, you know, like, uh, um, you know, and also for Wolfsburg, you know, these kind of teams, then they started really investing heavily into women's soccer. And, uh, and suddenly, yeah, FFC kind of like lost um, their, their, their route. I mean, I have to admit, I, I don't really follow it big time. Um, uh, when, when I was playing, when I was back, when I was playing in the, uh, jugend when I was I don't know, 13 years old, I don't know. We played once against, uh, the, the women, the Frankfurt women team, uh, and we lost horribly because we <laughs> were
1: yeah,
2: these things where you're, where you're not proud of, but they had, a, they were already, what I, What I'm trying to say is they already had a very strong team. You know, me we as guys, uh, uh, we had like no chance against the uh, the women, right? because they were just almost professional right then. Were they a little bit older? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, um it was yeah. it was it was, yeah, so they played a big role. they had a good um, a good round. and uh, yeah, i'm I'm excited. I think it's super cool, you know, it's gonna be interesting though. Um, so right now we do have a little bit of cash in the back, right? But like the minute we need to focus again and we need to scratch our dime uh you know how is, does it is, does it have to be self-funded you know does it, is it going to cost money lots of questions you know um that are easy to talk about in the situation we are right now uh but i remember talks you know where we said to save a little bit of money we scrapped our under 23 uh team right um mm-hmm.
1: yeah and you know exactly. there are
2: always these these situations and uh, life is long, right? So just because right now the situation is as it is right now, it doesn't mean that it's uh, that it's always going to be that way in the future. So there is a dependency; it can be attractive, but you know there may be problems coming up. I don't know, maybe in ten years, who knows? You know, how, how, who knows how things are going to happen? Um, but yeah, I think it's cool.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was kind of put my opinion out. I really think that this is a unique situation that Eintracht can be uh, getting themselves involved in. I think that you know, uh, FSC Frankfurt, as you mentioned, you know, kind of had been a titan of the women's game uh, from a German perspective but with the rise uh, basically with, the I mean uh, all you need to do is pump, you know, a couple million euros into, you know, a club and, you know, voila, uh the Frauen Bundesliga title has basically just been owned the last few years by Wolfsburg and by Bayern. The last time that it wasn't them was uh uh in Potsdam and the last time that uh uh FFC Frankfurt was in the uh kind of women's uh UEFA Champions League has you know been like three or four seasons, and they haven't mm. won a deme- They haven't won the domestic league in near in nearly a decade. You know, they had been, you know, that ever-present team, and mm. you know, just due to the nature of how the women's game is, you know, uh, the teams that have been winning it of late have been, you know, the teams that ha- are connected with a men, you know. Have a men's team as well, so I think that the time of the the women's only uh, Bundesliga clubs, you know, so your your Frankfurts. Um, I think there's oh, let's see Essen, Potsdam. Uh, those are kind of. Th- The only three that kind of come to mind, and two of those who have been rather successful, guess what? They kind of have been left in the wake. The most recent women's Bundesliga season had Wolfsburg uh, uh, at 59 points, winning the title, Munich at 55 points, and then a 13-point gap between... Uh, third and second, and that third place team being Potsdam. Then you had Essen and Frankfurt, the three kind of women's uh, women's uh, teams only. And then you have uh, Hoffenheim, the same uh, with their uh, women's team. Duisburg, Leverkusen, Bremen, Gladbach. You know, these are teams that are in the Bundesliga just like us. Uh, Freiburg as well, you know, and I think that the time of uh, the women's clubs being on their own may be at an end, and uh, this is just, everyone else is just going to be joining, you know, joining in on the change, so uh, that's my opinion on it, but hey, I look forward to uh, Eintracht attracting uh, some American talent because, you know, uh, we have our academy that has opened in Michigan, so here's something that, uh, you know, uh, one or two of the uh, members, for a selfish standpoint for both of us, uh, are uh, from the U.S. Women's National Team will be uh, joining Frankfurt at uh, uh, the very moment that they have the Eintracht uh, name attached to themselves. So how's the
2: how's the American? Uh, is, uh, sorry, here comes the stupid question, right? But it's like <laughs> a, a, a women's
1: MLS. Yes.
0: Or yeah. Where, yeah. Uh, it, there's a it's a small small league, uh, about the same size as the Frauenbundesliga, Bundesliga in terms of size. Uh, in WSL, uh, most I think like half the teams are. Extensions of major league soccer teams, and the other half are kind of running on their own. Um, All members who are, all uh, players who are members of the Canadian national team and the U.S. national team, uh, their salaries are subsidized by the soccer federations to alleviate the financial strain on the clubs. Uh, Mm. Some of the clubs are really well run, uh, such as the Portland Thorns, who are, you know, uh, attracting very large like close to 20,000 you know uh, yeah. in attendances sure. with others who oh. are just at the, a little bit in the 1,000 range uh, but you yeah. know with the uh, women's game in the United States it's only getting bigger and as the profile of the national team members rises you know uh, by proxy they'll just also grow as well that's right
2: that's, that's good to know I mean like they must be good clubs right because like obviously you guys won the uh, um, the World Cup so but do most of them actually do play in uh, in, in Europe or do they play in the women's They the mix
0: yeah it's it's a it's a good mix um, I have noticed that when the women's uh, international players do play outside of the United States now uh, the most recent world the World Cup roster that won the World Cup. Everyone was in the domestic league, but yeah. uh, in the let's see, in the year leading up to the World Cup, and the year leading up to the Olympic Games, which are next uh, next summer, and the Olympic Games are a senior, uh, full senior international <coughs> tournament. Unlike the men's, which is a U twenty three tournament uh, plus three overage players. Uh, um, The other two years where there's no real international uh, tournaments that the the United (coughs) States partakes in, uh, the U.S. women do tend to kind of go into uh, uh, the teams in Germany, France, and England, the three biggest female leagues. So um, Carly Lloyd, I recall, went to Manchester City. Alex Morgan went to Olympique Lyonnais, reigning women's champions. I remember uh, an American, uh, Alec Krieger was actually on the F- FFC Frankfurt for right. a long time. Someone was at Bayern. Nathan, can, is there anyone else that
1: I? I mean, um, those are the
0: only ones that I can remember offhand. But it seems like there was always like two or three that would pop up at Leon mainly. Yeah, there's a, they pay a lot.
1: There's a famous uh, in. Uh, German soccer, I can't remember her name, but who used to play for Bayern's team, who um, basically played her entire career over with Bayern and now that she's getting older is moving back. To, I, think she, I think this is her first year in the MLS or the NWSL. But I, I mean, generally speaking, it's it's a bit of a, like like anything, it's political and there's a lot of nonsense to it. Like your your point, Roman, about Uh, supporting teams and you know being in financial you know uh watching every penny i you know personally speaking i think that the mls should subsidize it not just the ussf but that's just me um so (laughs) i i think it's garbage that the, the the other thing that i hate about the nwsl and the ussf is they force the players to play in nwsl um at uh, risk of
0: losing their national team status.
1: Right. So um, it's a bit, bit of a, a good thing, bad thing situation there. Obviously, they want to draw numbers, but um, <laughs> yeah. So we can move on to other topics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there, yeah, there was a big, uh, uh, other topics uh, a that big aren't Yeah, that they down deserved going a, a rabbit hole. So uh, let's kind of talk about. Get back to signing, shall we? Uh, some of the players who I tracked have uh, acquired are quite interesting. Uh, so, So from Young Boys Burn uh, had already worked with Adi Hutter. Now, currently injured, sadly, but <coughs> in for a tidy sum. He's done, he's pulled up some trees over in. Switzerland, and at age 22, uh, for me, has got a lot of upward potential. Right. Um, came through originally with Gla- uh, Bruce, he was Gladback, uh, but he had, a, like I mentioned, age 22. I think that there's a lot of possibilities with this guy. He had yeah. a large part to play with a young boy's uh, two titles that they have won. I like uh, his, like his, uh, his potential, and I think that uh, He's gonna help in terms of Eintracht in the long run. In addition to kind of bringing some of the uh, collective age of the squad down just a tiny bit at twenty-two. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of uh, rumors about uh, the central midfield, but yeah, like us signing him and and Kor, uh to to deals kind of kind of tips your hand on where Bobic and And manga think we need to 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 shore up, but now we see a big uh, blind spot in the front in the attacking side. So um, I think there's still some some work to be done in the midfield and the the strikers. But I'm you know I'm happy with this this continued press of getting uh, people before the the. The, the best part of their careers and building those people and building their value or or getting someone like core who um is you know in the middle of his career and is an established uh talent so
0: exactly uh core known for playing hardcore ha <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh football, so hopefully <laughs> he will bring quite a lot to us um eric doom uh recently has been playing, kind of fills in one of the needed buys that I kind of mentioned as we're entering uh, the season. You know, needing to have a fullback, someone who can play uh, both sides of the pitch. uh, I think that he's going to be giving us a lot of options. Uh, Played the last, uh, let's see, so his Bundesliga career has uh, spanned really at Borussia Dortmund, where he established himself in the first team for, you know, even the briefest of moments, uh, was part of the 2014 um, World Cup winning team. Uh, really kind of looked like his career had hit the skids a uh, couple years ago. It's kind of what facilitated his move to the Premier League with Huddersfield Town. Uh, was uh, David Wagner uh, was who uh, former uh, Brucey Dortmund uh reserved team coach so he obviously knew quite a lot about him and Frankford boy it, yeah and uh yeah uh kind of guy who knows the local area and so I really like you know him kind of coming home it does give us more depth uh, in a very needed position because let's be honest Timothy Chandler has been out the entire season and whilst you know, uh, in our Pokal winning season, he was a vital member. You know, he missed all of last year. We have no idea what kind of uh, <laughs> contribution right. we can expect from him. Because, hey, when you're out that long, sometimes it can just take forever for you to come back, and you just don't know right. what well, contribution was, you he was, make. Full, uh, full round, right? I mean, wasn't he almost I mean, he was ready to play? Um, uh,
1: the end of the season, right? He, I mean, he didn't get—he was on the bench, time, I but, but he was on the bench. Yeah. So I don't know. He's probably already back in for the last four months, you know. So let's hope that um, you know he can he can you know yeah. on the spot if needed.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Some of the guys who have been uh, also, uh, let's see. I think we might have mentioned him in the last podcast, but if not, we'll mention him again. Dejan uh, jo- Jovacic. Uh, from Red Star Belgrade. Uh, I'm, uh, how they kind of that, uh, I'm sure I'll be uh, advised of the correct pronunciation. <laughs> I'll be able to make sure that I get that right accordingly. Um, yep. He, uh, another player who's come through the Red Star system. Jovic is former club, so, you know, the kid knows a little bit about pressure, in case anyone does not know of the Serbian domestic game. There are two teams, both located in Belgrade, uh, that were titans in the Yugoslavian days. Uh, won the European Cup in, uh, before it became the Champions League in '91, I think it was. So, and a team that is expected to win and win all the time. Uh, so him uh, joining us after having some good success um, and playing in the Champions League itself, so the kid has Mm. seen it at all levels and uh, he's one for the future I mean, I'm not expecting him to start pulling up trees or anything but this seems to be a smart buy Uh, yeah, a little scrawny Reminds me uh, the very moment I saw Gasinovich, and I was just like, "Dude, you yeah. look like about as big as my leg." <laughs> a guy who just needs to bulk up, just maybe a tiny bit. I mean, yep, just that's needs good. to get in the uh, weight room just a little bit.
1: We have, uh, we're investing in the future again, and I like that. It's that's important, and some of our some of our investments in the past are starting to 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 fruit potentially um with like Daiichi Kamada um getting some press about his acumen and what he's, what he's learned um, in his loan. Although I think personally they're trying to sell him again. And that's, that was part of that process. We're coming to my topic like later on, right? But uh, I don't think they're that smart,
2: you know, Yeah, <laughs> apparently, but uh, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's got to be exciting. Kamada. I, I hope so. That would be nice. Yeah.
0: Indeed, indeed. Uh, guys, we've done. been talking a lot about some of the science potential. Uh, we've kind of skirted over the potential science just a little bit, but let's get to some of the players that we need to get out before we get into our favorite uh, uh, segment of the podcast, which is hashtag What Are We Drinking? Some of the players who've been uh, talked about making their exit from the Eintracht. Uh, that we want to have Exit. Now, obviously, we want to hold on to Rebic as long as we can, despite the fact that uh, it has been well, well talked about that he is getting interest from a certain club in northern Italy. But uh, Max Tindera Is still one that is, you know, he's been rumored to be making a move and yet nothing has come of that. Uh, George Williams is another one. Uh, where are we at with those two? Nikolai Mula has also, uh, he showed up for the team photo, uh, as well. Uh, we had Vidwald is still on topic because we have not, uh, I would say almost because we have not signed Trap just yet. Um, are we even going to get these guys offloaded? Because it does seem like we are, that there'll be such negative press about these guys. And then it makes it impossible to freaking sell these guys on, whether it is at a no fee or a modicum fee. It's starting to really great, great on me that, you know, look, if you're going to chuck them out, you know, we're not able to get rid
1: of. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I have I sense a, uh, a uh, Roman's rant coming, so I'll I'll keep it short. I you know with Schendera, I think he he has of the of all of them, he has the most potential to stay just because of the coefficient. Um, I, and maybe Vidvald because he's you know for our sake, he's not really taking a place on the roster that is worrisome, where we could fill Stendera with somebody else. But as of those that's the only That's the only condition that makes these th- sorts of things tricky is that coefficient His problem is I think he makes too much money. I
2: think he got a good salary. I think he's making about one point five million a year, mm. and uh, nobody pays that. I mean he got really lucky like he was to his height of his potential career. Uh, mm-hmm. They uh, extended the contract, I think, for five years or whatever that was. And then I he busted it, his leg, I think, immediately afterwards. Leg. Exactly. So he still gets paid really well, and I think that's why he doesn't go anywhere else. Because I don't get this. You know, why doesn't he? He could have gone last year, last season, to Hanover, kind of like what Müller did, right, nikolai Müller. Right. So I don't know what his plan is. I mean, uh, definitely, I don't know. It's the same with Jung and Ox back in the days at at uh, Wolfsburg. So. Hmm. But I think he just makes too much money, and it's too comfortable, and uh, that's just his calculation, you know. Yeah. And then he tries to get something afterwards, you know, when he's free agent, so to say. So, but uh, yeah, but yeah, but starting my rant, so to say, I try to make it short. But yeah, <laughs> this this annoys. Like when I read this, you know, when like when they always say who they want to sell, and that they're not planning with these people. And that they're not performing well and this and that. It's like, I hate this. Like, this makes me mad. Like, how do you, how they're, they're like car sales, like a car dealership that that uh, is trying to sell their crap car, cars. Yeah. But, you know, they sell them crap. You know, like, usually you should at least put them on the forefront, you know, give them some, some playtime and say, like, oh, we really like the way he developed and maybe he's going to be an option. You know, show that you're interesting because if, If you're not even interested in it, like on any sense, then it's harder to sell it. You know, you got to promote them. you got to show them how cool they are and not how shitty they are. You know, it's like like if they have a car and they say, like, oh, we want to sell this car. But, oh, my God, the mileage is horrible. And it's just a gas guzzler. And the engine is probably going to die. And you're only going to invest loads of money, like repair after repair. Nobody's going to buy this car, you know. And, uh, and it's the same way they do this. And it's the same last, last season, the same thing with their stupid training group too, right? And I mean, yes, there are a few players who I might understand, you know, where they're okay, no chance, uh, uh, like Kava, for example, right? Like this doesn't, this I don't, I, don't, I don't care about. But yeah, but what about Nikolai Müller? I mean, Nikolai Müller was like a hyped player when he was in Hamburg before he got injured, right? Like you do not mm-hmm. play these players down. Like, first of all, out of respect, Right. I mean, they're still human beings, and you don't really uh, say openly to the public, uh, you know, like, hey, you know, we want to get rid of somebody. You know, it's like you don't do that, not publicly. You say you're, they're part of the team. Uh, we hope they develop. We're going to do the best, but maybe it would make sense if they get a, get on a loan or something to make their next step. But you don't play players down the way they do it. And they've been doing this now for three, uh, like almost three years. And this is what, what, so Bobic, if you're listening to this, I, <laughs> I do really like you. Do have, have lots of respect for your work. The only thing I do not like is how we as Eintracht Frankfurt treat the players that uh, we do not count on anymore. You know, they've still got to be treated with respect. You said we should get good press on them, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe in test matches, give them some gay time, give a game time, give them give them a chance, you know, at least for the outside world to make them more interesting. And don't play them down all like this. So that's that's my rant. That's if we if we manage this, I think we uh we we will be a a great club. Because on the other hand, you know, if you're a player and you wanna if you're a young player, right, and you want to come to Frankfurt and then you see what happened to actually Kava, to uh, Bayreuther, to all these kind of uh, young ones, right? They probably say now this was a wrong decision to go to Frankfurt, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I would always try to avoid. Like, of course, it can't play pan out for every player, right? It cannot. Um, but you should always, always, always try. To have them, have them have a good experience in your club. You know, the, the minute they wear the eagle, they should be t- wear. They should be uh, um, uh, treated with respect, um, with the potential of their of their future. Um, all, all of these things, right? That maybe they can say at the end, I ah, it may not have been the right decision to go to Frankfurt, but at least the club always supported me uh, through my hard times, right? That's how you got to do it, and then you can then you, you're you also getting better chances to get young players. Because if I were a young player, seriously, um, uh, or even worse, if I were, like, a young German player, I don't know if Frankfurt would be the right team for me. Right? Seriously.
0: Because, right. How many because when those- was the last time that we had one get through all the way to the first team and stick around in the first team?
2: Yeah. I meant Backhawk, for example, right? I mean, I'm not saying that that he would have been the savior of it, but, you know, like... Do a little bit more of you know? Those people have to be kind of like they have to leave Frankfurt with respect and 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 mm-hmm. and, and you know that they were respected, so to say. They say, like, oh, I'm going to do go now to Düsseldorf to make my next career." But at least Frankfurt wasn't a mistake, um, and uh, and and yeah. So that's. That's what I want to see. I I want them to not only get a young guy from Croatia, uh, but also get a young guy, and they don't need to be German, I don't care about this, right? But get like a young guy through the whole under uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 scheme, and -hmm. then make the players, you know? So that's what they really have to step up, um, in, in my opinion.
0: Indeed, indeed. Gentlemen? We ready? Roman, that was a first rant in the very long time that we have heard. Are we ready for hashtag what are we drinking? To change things up a little bit. All righty. So, Nathan, well, hashtag oh, what are you drinking?
1: It's still before noon here, so I'm not drinking any sort of alcohol. I'm sticking to my, my other home-brewed uh, concoction of uh, some cold brew coffee. Super caffeinated. It's delicious.
2: But what's the temperature now in your room? I mean, like with the, with the aircon on. Like, what's what's your what's your comfortable
1: room temperature? Um, I I I vacillate much more than somebody else. So, like, I I think my house is set to eighty. <laughs> yeah, because I don't I don't like bills. So
0: <laughs> I hear you on that. I hear you on that. How, how how does how do the dogs feel about that they're yeah. probably just like Bleh. yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah I, uh, I kind of complain about the, the temperature in my own house and I'll complain about myself and how cheap and miserly I am and all the while sipping some iced coffee
0: there you go there you go Roman
2: I'm having a good old apple wine, all right? So, uh, I got, uh, so a friend of mine is make I think I, I said that before, right? But so a friend of mine makes his own apple wine. Uh, he has like five trees up in the, uh, near the Bad Vilbel Bergen, uh, border. And, uh, yeah, so it's last year's, uh, apple wine. It's really good. I, I became a real uh, fan of his apple wine and this is definitely what I will have to do at some point, uh. In the in the states, that's what I got to do, you know. Get a few trees, apple trees, and make my own cider, apple wine, and so that's what I'm having. Um, there you go. It's really good. What can I say? And this is the woods on the, the south the side of town. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I mean of the Bad filbel right? Yeah, yeah. So between Bad filbel and Bergen inkheim so to say, um, that's uh, out on the on the fields. So if you look on the map, you have like the little woods, right, in Bad filbel mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, then towards the Frankfurt side, uh, in between, that's Gosh. that's where where he has his trees, and I was actually working with it, so I, I I help him a little bit. You know, it's a cool thing climbing around the trees, collecting all the apples, and pressing and uh, you know cutting, di- dicing, and all the stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's good, it's good. Yeah. What kind of apples do they do?
1: Does does he use kind of apple trees? trees yes, is the, the question.
2: question. That is a good question. I are they know. like sour apples, or i like will tell apples? you next time what uh, which which apple they have. Uh, oh no, wait, uh, Schafsnase. I think that's what it's called. Okay. Uh, let me Google it. Uh, Schafsnase. So they are. Um, uh, I'll I'll send you a link. Cool. Um, probably about it. Um that's what they have, but they also have so that is their main tree. So they have one older tree with like lots of uh, apples, hopefully. And uh then the other ones are different kinds. Um but uh this this apple wine I would say is ninety percent or ninety-five percent um Schafnase.
1: Okay, cool. That's awesome. All
0: right. And uh, <laughs> I guess yeah, but you did, you did uh, tell me before,
2: Brian, before you start with your Nathan, like, how did your how did your beer brewing go?
1: Oh, well, yes, I'm not need to I'm know. not I'm not using any sheep nose <laughs> uh, apples, but I'm um, uh, brewing three beers, a Berliner Weisse, uh, yes. which is beautiful. It's actually almost ready. It's one of the faster beers that and Hefeweizen, they 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 you know, their brewing times about 10. To ten days to fourteen days, and then it's ready to drink. So that, and I have uh, a, a, a Belgian wit and a Mexican lager that that we are brewing. So we're gonna have thirty gallons of beer um, soon, and then we're brewing. We're brewing. And we have oh man, I don't know how many, maybe thirty gallons of uh, Merzen getting ready for Oktoberfest. We're we're gonna brew thirty gallons more of that. Uh, before Oktoberfest. <laughs> so we 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 brew a lot. But it's, it's it's like the worst time of year and the best time of year to brew. Because you, you want to be in a cold cellar. It, if it, if we are lucky enough like us to brew on electric uh, systems in our basements, it's the best time to brew because you can be in a cold cellar and just do that. But it's also because of the groundwater. The groundwater is about 80 degrees right now. So chilling beer sucks. But... Um, do you have it? So do you do that in your own basement, so to say? Yeah. You got your thirty gallons
2: of beer in your basement.
1: Yeah, but don't don't tell ATF because uh, the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Because I think uh, legally, in it, I think you can brew like fifty gallons a year. <laughs> but we don't sell anything, so I don't think we're hurting.
0: So. so long as you don't sell, I think you're okay.
1: Yeah, that's when they start be. to. Okay. Well,
0: Brian, what are you drinking? Um, uh, well, I had my coffee, so that was needed to wake me up. Granted, the dog will just kind of look me in the face in the morning time, so usually that's able to do the trick, but I needed a little extra kick. Uh, so, made, uh, coffee with, uh, from, uh, the roastery, uh, Brookside Blend, a uh, neighborhood that I used to live in, and then decided to crack open, uh, the last, uh, the Kolsch that I have from uh, my local brewing company, Casey Bear, home of oh, the bonus again, Kansas City. Uh, their version of Kolsch, I know some Kolsch purists would say, yeah, I can only drink it in cologne. But uh, it tastes pretty darn good. Just saying, it's, it's light, it's crisp, and it's hot as hell outside And uh, <laughs> in the Midwest. So I enjoy it quite thoroughly.
1: If, uh, if we could only drink beers in the regions that they were originally created in, I'd be pr- drinking some pretty shitty stuff here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and we drink it all. Trust me on that. All right, that's going to wrap it up for Hashtag what Are we drinking? We'll be back with segment two, talking more potential signings for the Eintracht, and a little bit of news and notes. Stay with. Second segment of, hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. Gentlemen, we've talked about uh, the guys who have left, uh, the guys who are potentially leaving. Now we need to talk about guys who are potentially incoming. Uh, The question is, do we want to bring up Hinteregger now, or do we want to bring him up last? That's the question because hashtag free Hinty. I mean, we're sending the postcards all to uh, the FC Augsburg training ground. I sent mine via snail mail. I have the, uh, I have the stampage to prove it. Uh, what of what can we expect from Augsburg now that apparently we've had two ca- uh, big, big cash ins? Are they gonna finally sell? Or are they gonna now say, haha, uh, we wanted 13 million, now we want 20 million? Are they gonna bend us over a, are they gonna bend us over a barrel at this point? Cause this is taking forever.
1: I think it's a little bit of t- both ways it's It's good marketing for the club to to have that sort of the sort of news out there, but I think a club like Augsburg's gonna be a little a little rude about it they, i mean it doesn't help them because they know how good he is to 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 send him to a club like frankfurt, so they're gonna want uh, they're gonna want their money
2: fair enough i mean obviously they don't have right. anything to give away um and if somebody and i mean right. Uh, for an English club, for example, like this money is like nothing. You know, I mean, like right. if you want somebody like, like Hinteregger. Uh, right. Um, but no, but, though, but doesn't the, So that's the thing, like the, the players still need to agree, right? You cannot just sell them to anyone who, who pays exactly. more money, right? Yeah. So that's why it's a little bit. It's, um, exactly. it's, it's a little yeah. tough spot, but obviously um, they're in a fair game, right? They want as much money as possible. Um, however, see what I. That would a player or a potential player, I would hate going to, go into yeah, you know, like on the one or doing whatever, and then they're giving them giving them yeah. a hard time, you know. And you can, either, you know, you 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 can't do both, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and that's what I think. What's what what they do wrong, um, because it's one thing if they would say, yeah, we want him in our squad and we believe he's our player. Um, but they decided a while ago that this is not the case and just because they changed the um, uh, the coach you know that doesn't uh, doesn't change the situation that a player right. is out for a club right like they kicked him out right, right. Of course, there was the mistake that Frankfurt didn't uh, put uh, a buy, buying clause in the in the contract right They really yeah. should have done that uh, but probably they they never expected yeah. hinteregger to be that of a high quality um, uh, player in all fairness you know. And this is the thing that what I would use is Frankfurt created the extra wealth of Hinteregger, right? It's not Augsburg. If Augsburg Augsburg would have had to sell uh, um, Hinteregger without uh, him playing in Frankfurt at these awesome games in Europa League and this and that, you know, he would be worth less than 10. I would, uh, or about 10, maybe. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I think probably only, like, no, single digits, because he, really he really wasn't playing, he wasn't performing well uh, under the manager at the time, and they probably would have only been able to sell him for, what, maximum uh, maybe
2: yeah, who five knows, to eight right? million. Like, that's what I mean. So it's the wealth that Frankfurt created, so um, yeah. in fair advantage, you know, it's uh, um, something yeah. that they should also benefit. What I would do if I were them, I would just put a high rebuy, like a i would say okay you can have them for 10 but we want something like a, i don't know 40% uh um, uh, um reseller uh, um, you know whatever you sell them again then we want to participate on a higher scale right? so that would be probably something that i would that i would do uh, and then intega can stay for the to the rest in the career in frankfurt so um yeah but it's going to be tough you know what what happens if somebody else comes along and pays Hinteregger good money and then he's like you no. Know, okay, let do it. I think we need
0: him. I agree. The thing is, like, he, I think a reason why he was a little hesitant to go to England, like, whilst a uh, former uh, uh, Austrian national team uh, member, Kushim Fuchs, has carved out a career at a smaller uh, Premier League club in Leicester City. he When uh, it was Crystal Palace, that was the one that was really hardcore sniffing around, and I think they even put in a bid, he just said, yeah, no, I don't really want to go there. Mostly probably because uh, he was thinking, you know, do I really want to go to Crystal Palace? Okay, great. Uh, team location is in London. he huh kind of hard to really complain all too much about living in London, per se, when you're making millions upon millions. But the thing is, kind of like how Ale- Ale- yeah, Alè Ale was linked to New Council United, you know, and he decided to go to West Ham, a team located in London. Now, the difference is between those two is that one team is uh, re- you a know, re- prime relegation candidate. Uh, same with Crystal Palace. Another team has been spending money and has been well-established as kind of a, a mid-table kind of uh, team as opposed to one who basically uh, their goal every season is to avoid the drop, not compete for anything else, but just avoid the drop. And Hintarrega, whilst playing for Eintracht, was playing in Europe, playing for trophies, playing for European uh, competition for the successive season, and to him... It's all about the competition. Why did the, would Kevin Trap want to go back to the Eintracht? Is because uh, he wants to play in Europe because he ain't going to get that PSG. So I think that's a good time to talk about the uh, Kevin Trap. Is he coming or not? I'm in the camp that uh, if he was really coming to back to the Eintracht. Uh, that the deal would have been done, but PSG is really not all too concerned about him being transferred out because they have this Brazilian who's making a lot of right. noise. Uh, Neymar, in case anyone had no idea who I was talking about, mm-hmm. is making a lot of trouble. And uh, uh, By comparison, you know, Kevin Trapp's issues are nothing compared to the Neymar issues. And uh, hey, at this point, I think that Eintracht can kind of uh, understand that, hey, you know, Paris has him low on the priority window, and they should just focus on what they got.
2: How much money does he get in, in Paris?
0: Is it like five, six million? He's on a tidy wage. I mean, I think if Mary Sir is Five or so seasons ago, uh, they pa- they passed this law uh, on f- for French taxes on people who earn over a certain amount of money, so you know, uh, him as a on a pretty sizable sum, it's mostly down to the fact that, hey, uh, you're having to be paid this much because due to the taxes that you're charged, you know, you wouldn't be making as much money, and so some of the Paris is having to pay over the odds, and when it gets you know, sent over in Eintracht time to, to pay his wages, you're like, holy crap, This is a lot of money that you're on. And you're not getting taxed as much in Germany as you are in France due to, you know, the earnings and such. Like,
2: uh, because know, also that's what I don't get because, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if you would sell him earlier, mm-hmm. right, Trapp, then you would also save some on the wages, right? I mean, probably by the time, I mean, yeah. if they would have done it right away, you know, it's yeah. almost like for three, four months, uh, oh, three months, sorry, uh, you know, like, I don't know how much he makes in those three months, you know, but that's almost probably the difference they negotiate now about uh, how much you're supposed to pay, you know, and if this keeps on going for another month or so, you know, like they're still paying the salary. I mean, of course they got enough money, so that's not the issue, but, yeah. um, but then why argue about this? You know, or that's maybe the scheme, you know, they want to, they, they say like, okay, Kevin, you stay as long as possible under the high salary, because obviously he has to take a cut when he comes to Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. So stay as long as possible under the Paris uh, salary and then come over last minute, so to say, which wouldn't be even that bad because the goalie you can integrate pretty quickly, you know. So um, I'm not really concerned with a goalkeeper position in Frankfurt.
0: We have three on the books already, so it's not yeah. like it's not like we're short of bodies. Exactly.
2: And, I mean, yeah. You know,
0: we have always talked about how Rona uh, could be a really top end Bundesliga keeper. He just, you know, Kevin Trapp dropped in, and I think Rona had literally just gotten hurt. Vidvald. Uh, I'm not sure still why we originally signed him and then immediately loaned him out. Uh, God only knows what was going on there, but you know. Weird stuff, indeed. Okay, so with Alea leaving, Eintracht has been linked with a lot of attacking players. Let's kind of go over some of the guys who've been recently linked with now. Someone had actually put this out, and I like this. Pl- the looks of this player, uh, a winger who plays in Denmark, uh, Robot Skolf, uh recently the top goal scorer in the Danish Superliga. Uh, looks to be a tidy sort of player. Has... Kind of said that he wants to play uh, in England at whatever, dude. Uh, I seem to remember that Delaney, who was the uh, captain at the time of AC Copenhagen, was able to make a move to Bremen and then make a move to uh, Dortmund playing at a high level. So I would like to think that uh, this sort of player will be a really fun addition. If anything else, just to kind of bolster our attack uh but three players who i track have been linked with alfredo uh, morelos in scotland uh it seems like we sent a scout there twice maybe three times and this colombian has uh, those guys in scotland have really ran with it he's had a decent sort of recent season uh uh, banged in 30 goals uh, I think last campaign so a decent amount uh, needless to say uh, for me uh, I think the jump from Scotland to Germany might be a little high then we've been linked with a striker from Strasbourg and Ludovic I'm going to try and pronounce this guy's last name it's a little bit of a mouthful and we've also been linked with Ajax striker and also Danish international player Casper uh, uh He might need a tidy fee to uh, be able to pry him away, but at least that's a kid who's been playing, uh, you know, with a pretty high-profile club. Though Eintracht can offer at least better wages than I think even Ajax can do, unless Ajax really really just want to say nope you're going to be our talisman going forward what interesting uh links and kind of filling our attacking void have you guys heard or uh do you like any of the names that uh we've been linked with recently
1: I feel like it's like a soap opera or something <laughs> I, f- I feel like it let's talk about who hasn't been rumored come to frankfurt i feel like <laughs> It's insane how many people like it, it. It changes every week. Like it last week was shitloads of midfielders. Mm. Um, now it's strikers. It uh, I don't know. I don't. It, you know, you get rumors of uh, Schurla, uh in Frankfurt Pat, doing a medical check when who the hell knows what's going on. You know, like he could have been in Frankfurt for a variety of reasons. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? I Yeah, It it. I, I don't so know. There's only so much of this too, I can I do without really just feeling like we're just throwing shit against the wall and have to spray it off later. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, <laughs> it's rumors, right? So nobody knows anything, but nobody wants to accept that nobody knows anything. So they put out these rumors or whatever, you know, and... I don't know. I don't do. I don't do uh, rumors. Actually, you know, I don't care. I don't. I don't care about all these things that people talk about. Who may be interested and who now who is not, you know, because like it's just a waste of time. Yeah, you know? just a waste of time because you never know. Once it's official, or once it's let's say the kind of confirmed rumor, you know, sometimes like a day before, yeah, something leaks comes out. You know, this is kind of the stuff that I I'm interested in, but if it's just uh, if somebody looks in the notebook of Ben Manga and then looks at all the names on there, then that's not a rumor, you know? That's like, If somebody may be interested in, it's like, okay, so what, you know? I mean, I'm interested in beer, so I don't tell it everyone all the time, you know? So, you know what I mean? Like, interested in, what? what is that even entitled? What does that mean? Um, so, I don't do rumors, so I don't care. I trust Bobic, yeah? I think, and Manga and Hübner. Um, I, I think they... They have everything done. They did a pretty good work, pre-work. You know, I think they're prepared. Now they're working off their their deals and they're going to pull something out of the hat. And I just trust them. It's new. It's a new feeling to me. I never
0: had that before. Yeah. yeah. But uh,
2: <laughs> I'm just glad we have Bobic, you
1: know.
0: Very, very better than the old days of Brookhagen.
1: The last two years is an example. Like, up into September, they've, Pulled stuff out of the hat that you never thought would, would, would even be on the radar. So,
0: and I think something that kind of needs to be mentioned is, you know, in terms of our recruitment, you know, a player who is being told, yeah, we're participating in the Europa League. Well, uh, we've got a couple round, uh, three rounds of qualifying still to go. We got a tiny Estonian club first up. Leipzig also had a. Uh, that was the first year. Last season was the first year of that format, and they faced uh, two two teams uh, from faraway places before facing off against a, Uk- a tiny Ukrainian club, because we've already faced one of the two big ones, and there really hasn't been a third that has kind of filled that void with that league, and that's something that I think that I can kind of look at and say, unless we just get shit luck again, Uh, In terms of the draws, you know, Eintracht should be okay. Uh, By the time, uh, in a week or so's time, we should have the draw for who gets whom uh, for the subsequent qualifying round. So that's still to kind Mm -hmm. of look at. Uh, But, Roman, you were at a certain birthday party in the Waldstadion, well, let's kind of end today's episode on a high note, an interesting yeah. note. Uh, something that Nathan and I have were not able to attend. Uh, I think it was Eintracht's birthday party. Take it away. One hundred and
2: twenty years of uh, and it was a really cool show. It's awesome. It's awesome. Like, exactly. First, I didn't exactly. really wanted to go. And I was like, ah, well, um, uh, it's just, I don't know. And, um, uh, but then I'd, friends had tickets left over. So I was like, okay, well, you know, let's just do it. It's only 12 euros, you know, it's not the world. Let's just go out, go out in the Waldstadion and, and have an evening of classical music and whatever I was expecting. Um, maybe uh, the New Jersey, of course, that was the interesting part, you know, mm-hmm. like, will we, uh, you know, being able to see it and buy it first. I didn't buy it, but friends did. And, um, But uh, yeah, so it was super nice. I mean, the setup was really cool. You know, in the stadium was relaxed. It's weird though. Like uh, usually, you know, you always have this tension uh, when I'm in the um, in in the Commerzbank Arena game coming up. You know, so it was. But yeah, we had good seats. And and uh, did you guys see anything of it, like on YouTube or something, or nothing? Uh, From the setup. Oh, you saw the photos, uh, right?
0: There were quite a few fan photos, quite a few fan videos that I was kind of uh, keeping tabs on. It did kind of make. Uh, uh, I did have a good degree of FOMA uh, <laughs> going on while well, I was looking at all that stuff. I was like, mm, I what's I all there? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was super nice. I mean, it was like historically, you know, like seeing. Um, uh, You're know, going through the past and how everything started, and so I tell you, my most emotional moment actually was uh, when the um, uh, the the championship team of 59 uh, was there, or the people that are still alive uh, were there, you know, presenting the, um, uh, um, uh, the, the not the cup, how we say, like the, how we say the the salad bowl, um, and uh, <laughs> the Meisterschaftschale, mm-hmm. and that was actually so. You know, being, seeing, I mean, I've been a fan now for over 30 years and I've never seen that item in the stadium by a winning team. Uh, and that was kind of like, you know, where I could say, okay, at least I saw... Uh, um, ...in the stadium. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, that was kind of cool mean. because who mm-hmm. knows if this yeah. is ever going to happen
2: again. You know so that was kind of cool so that was kind of where i would say like this was unexpected and it was really emotional um uh, for everyone you know just applauding to these guys that are still alive and you know the them like holding up the um, the trophy and 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 everyone was just it was just an excitement and respect we paid to these uh, these people um and uh, so that was i would say what was my highlight then of course the bands i don't know like rotgau monotones um, with Obama zu spät, die come, you know, so that was really, really cool. Um, uh, I, I was, obviously, so uh, it was a super cool evening, and you know, but I wish, like, my, like, there was more, more player time, or, you know, they should have had, like, some players, like, uh, Okocha or Yeboah, you know, so that, that would have been nice, you know, um. Uh, You know, more players A little bit maybe more of the music From that time, you know To give like a little bit more of a memory lane You know, going down the memory lane You know, Mm -hmm. so that would have been nice And even like some weird advertising That I used to listen to All the time at the games in the 90s You know, and just like, you know what I mean? Or like one of these They used to play uh, uh, On the uh, Like these, these songs uh, about you know about frankfurt and they had this dire straight song like with the you know the funny videos uh, like something like this you know where i could see like oh shit this was cool you know back in them days and mm-hmm. so this is what i was kind of missing also some some former um um, uh, um uh, 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 bands you know like for example that would have been cool if they had like i don't know if they you know, at least play the song um, about uh, Stepanovich, um, about the Bundesliga, you know, and uh, about Frankfurt. What was the song again about? Shit, I forgot what it is. And um, and also the other one was like Tore Kolter Band, you know, like, Wer feiert feste und wer lacht der Besten? der, der zuletzt lacht. You know, these, these kind of things, you know, these old songs, you know, um, from... Uh, my time, uh, and of course, yeah. the old times uh, would have been nice as well. Because if they if they had cool songs in the '70s or '60s, I would have yeah. hear them. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, even if it's so, that was. This is kind of what i missed you know um but of course there's only so much you can do they couldn't uh they probably would not have wanted to uh, keep us for three hours in the uh in in, uh, in that scene so everything was it was a really amazing relaxing uh night so to say you know that's Sounds how uh,
0: brilliant!
2: how to sum it up yes that was good good so Ooh. let's wait for uh what's next 150 right so in 30
0: years 125 is isn't right around the corner, too. I'm sure that they'll have something as well for that, or one can only assume. Uh, Though, I still think that it would... I still think that it's a very big shame that the uh, German Championship trophy had to be switched to the Salon Bowl after the Victoria trophy was, quote, lost in some vault in the Old East, but, yeah. you know, it
2: would be interesting where that thing is, no?
0: No, no, no. Like it, it's, it's in the, it's in the football museum in Dortmund. It, you know, but it didn't get found until after reunification, just randomly. And well, at that point, the the uh had been around. The salad bowl, as you call it, had been around since what forty nine. something there you go. Well, probably in the Benegas house. With, <laughs> <laughs> one can always. Say. All right, boys. Oh, that's going to wrap up a very <laughs> long-awaited return of the Hey Eintracht Frankfurt podcast episode ninety-nine. Closing up on one hundred, boys, just around the corner. Um, ways that you can get in contact with the show: that is at HEF Pod on Twitter. Hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook for all the latest untracked news in English. That is facebook.com slash H-E-F pod. Where can we find you guys in the social media landscape?
1: Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. Um, probably ranting about something.
0: And <laughs> uh, Roman.
1: You'll find
2: me at Eagles on Twitter and Instagram. We and, I mean, we're also on Facebook, but uh, Facebook is more. Uh, yeah, but that's where you,
0: SFA <laughs> Eagles. That's where you'll find yeah. us. And you can follow me at k at KCSGE on Twitter. Uh, from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, enjoy the remaining time of your summer because the Eintracht is going to be coming up in the Europa League very shortly. Uh, until the until next time, cheers! Cheers! Traffan for chalala la 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 la
2: la Hey, la 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 la